All right, everybody, welcome to the Can't Meet Up podcast. I'm your host, Jose Mata. I'm here with Jake Tyndall from Collins Aerospace. Jake, how you doing, man? I'm fantastic. Um, so, you know, let's get this thing going, man. Let's do it. You work for Collins. I do. Uh, your title, Senior Manager of Product. Yes. Break that down for us. I mean, sure. product management is growing in Charlotte. Explain your role a little bit, man. Sure. So um, I'll start with we are a small team. So the roles look different than maybe some others around Charlotte. Um, I'm a senior manager of product, which the way that looks like right now is I'm kind of wearing two hats. One is I am a contributor as a more like the product owner, product manager sort of role in a traditional like scrum team. Um, we're building we're building product products in an agile framework, and where the where you kind of add on the product manager to the product owner hat. Because there's also a lot of the time that I spend trying to work with the business, understand the business case, go after the right market, differentiate the product, that side of it, um, more than just, you know, story grooming, sprint planning, product owner sort of tasks. Uh, the other hat is uh, manager, is building the team, is hiring, is finding the best talent. Um, and I'm really excited about this podcast because I'm hoping to get our word out about the exciting things we're doing at Collins Aerospace. Um, but then also, I'm honestly excited to listen to some of the other contributors because the product uh, product discipline in Charlotte is growing a ton. Uh, it's important that we all learn from each other. Well, that's that's awesome. So, Collins Aerospace, it's aerospace. It is. You're, you're doing IT products though, right? How does how does that fit in together? Yep. So, uh, Collins Aerospace, uh, old manufacturing company. They've been around. They're sort of a conglomerate of several companies that have been acquired, but. Bottom line, we build parts that enable the aerospace industry. So um, in some instances, that's you know actuation systems, that's landing gear. In other instances, that's uh, spacesuits, that's telecom or uh, uh, radio communications equipment. Um, some of our latest claims to fame with the uh, recent anniversary of the Apollo 11 mission is um, we were the, uh, the radio communications and the video communications. The reason that the world saw the first steps and heard those first words Collins Aerospace. Wow. So the way that we now build IT products or digital products within that world is we want to re-enable the business, but we're also very aware that that business has changed. Parts can be made all over the world. Uh, we're, we are a global company. We're competing on the global scale, and we want to differentiate our more physical, tangible products with some of the more digital uh, enablement to either make, make doing business with us easier or go out and actually offer brand new revenue streams and new products that are purely digital products. Wow, that's that's very cool. So, it's a company in Charlotte that that's not a bank. That's <laughs> yeah. that, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Part of the reason I'm working there. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's one of the things that I, I think this, this podcast is really going to do. Right, um, so many people move to this town, move to the city. I'm I'm I've been here seven years, and I know before I moved here, all I knew about was the financial industry. I knew about Bank of America, Wells Fargo, now Ally, but I had no idea that a company like Collins was in town. So that's, that's some really cool products. That's, that's unique, yes. uh, to say the least, when it comes to, to Charlotte. So, you know, we were lucky. Uh, I know you were a panelist uh, a few weeks ago, I think it was, for, for the QCAP, Queen City Agile Panel. Um, one thing uh, about that panel that I thought was really interesting is you kept mentioning failure mm -hmm. um, and you just talked about aerospace and failing <laughs> uh, that's I'm panicking right now just kind of <laughs> yeah. thinking about that right so 
Uh, first of all, how was the event? How, how did you like it? And secondly, if you could express, talk about, I guess, failure a little yeah. bit more, man. That'd be awesome. Sure. So, um, love the event. Love the, the panelists. Um, it was really good to be able to hear. You know, you had folks from um, Avid Exchange, Lending Tree, uh, Kroger CLT, which is like, I guess, like a digital sort of uh, innovation hub for Kroger. Um, and then Allstate, which is where it was hosted, beautiful space there. Uh, but you had leaders, product leaders in, the, in those spaces that had um, you know, very different use cases, very different industries, but we all are still dealing with some of the same um, opportunities, frustrations, and we were able to share war stories. It was, it was really good just to, I, yeah, I was on the panel, but honestly, I learned as just as much as anybody else in the audience listening to the other panelists, so that was really good. Um, when, when we talk about failure in digital is, we, we have the luxury that the investments we're making aren't in stone or aren't in metal. They're not in aluminum. Like when, you, when you're building a part, there's, it, it, it is going to be hard to do more physical products in an agile manner. When you're building a digital product, every single increment that you release, you have the opportunity to reevaluate, reassess, where on the roadmap does that next feature fit? Should we iterate on the same feature set? Should we build the next feature? And the point of failure for us is we want to reduce the pain of taking small bets. Um, the, every sprint is, it has a goal, but it's also a bet. It's us betting that we're bettering the user experience. We're betting we're going to get more business. We're betting that um, you know, it's, it's going to work with the rest of the features and the users are going to adopt that functionality. But if we get that wrong, we need to learn from it very, very quickly. Where, where I think teams fail is when they don't learn from their mistakes um, and they either are so sort of bought into a direction, they're just waiting for it to pay off. And sometimes that's, sometimes you do need to study the course, but part of product management is knowing when enough is enough, cut the loss, laugh about it as a team and go back to work and try to take your next bet. That's 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 great. I'm glad the failure isn't with, you know, jet engines. So keep it on the <laughs> digital side. That's great. Um, you know, you, you talked about, one, I think one quote that you mentioned that's a very popular quote from what I, after I Googled it, um, is if you're not embarrassed by your first product or your first iteration or your first version, you, you kind of waited too late to deliver, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is there, can you explain, I know there's a lot of laws of yeah, what you can and cannot discuss, but can you talk about a story of, of a product that absolutely. you you were embarrassed that now you're like, wow, I'm so glad we, we went through this? Yep. Um, so as much as I would like to take credit for even quoting it at, at uh, QCAP, I think it was Charles that quoted that, Charles Battle. Okay. Um, but great quote. And, um, Sorry, it's Charles. Actually, <laughs> it's actually one I, I definitely try to remember um, because embarrassment's hard. You know, we're humans, we, we want to be accepted. We want, especially in our careers, to be looked at as making the right decision and you know, getting the next promotion, blah, blah, blah. Um, where I experienced the most recent um, kind of uh, story around this quote, I guess, is it actually wasn't in my, my workplace at all. It was a project that I had done on the side. And we, um, me and, and two other folks, had come together to create a uh, tax uh, tax reporting, tax calculating application for cryptocurrency. 
Um, it's it, every buzzword, and I, I guess it was 2018 we were working on it, um, was I feel like somehow related to cryptocurrency or blockchain. And um, we were excited about the technology, but we also really realized that there was a real implication on people's taxes that they weren't thinking about. Everyone's thinking about it as this you know, new opportunity to make a lot of money, and the government is always going to want a piece <laughs> of, yeah. of uh, earnings in that regard. So um, we created an application. We spent months doing it. It was just the three of us. Um, it was really our first time, I dare I say, trying to start up anything. It was a project. And the reason I don't say it was a startup is because we did not get a customer. And when we finally got to a place where we were like, okay, next Friday, we're launching, we're gonna do a big campaign, we're gonna do all these postings, we're gonna you know, get a bunch of buzz going around it. I wanna say that Monday before the Friday, somebody else came out. And they did everything we wanted to do better. And I wish that I had taken the advice of launching when when you are a little bit embarrassed because I very, very uh, vividly experienced being too late. And we didn't have users. And even if we had launched, we wouldn't have made a splash because everyone was focused on the other product. Um, and one of my, one of my friends uh, in Charlotte, I'm actually friends with the uh, two guys, Alex and Dan, the co-founders over at 2U Laundry. Um, and I met with them for mentorship and they gave me that quote. They, they sat me down and told me that. And I, would, and I looked at them with the biggest smile on my face and said, that sounds great. And then I did not do it. <laughs> and it's a regret that I have. Um, but it, it is a very real thing. If you're not embarrassed by your product, you have launched too late, you need to get out there, you need to get the team's ego off the table and start learning. Because every minute that you're not learning is a minute that you're just continuing to take a bigger and a bigger and a bigger bet. You're operating in the dark and you're not gonna be able to make the most informed decision on what you're building next. That's an amazing story. Uh, I'm cringing once again. <laughs> that's, it's, I mean, that's always the fear, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you come up with this amazing product, you, you think you've found the next Facebook, yep. the next, whatever, the, whatever the, the next iPhone, whatever the product is, and then some, somebody beats you to it. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, all, that's all I could say. Um, so, you know, with building products, right? We talked, you know, you've talked about failure. We've talked about some of the cool things you did. And you talk about mentorship, right? Mm -hmm. Is that the best advice you've received? Is there other advice that you've received? They're like, wow, you know, day by day I think back and I'm like, wow, I'm glad I received this advice because it's making me such a better person, product person, or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, one of the best uh, pieces of advice, I have a background in like Lean Six Sigma, which is kind of a, a random thing for a guy in digital to have. Um, but one of, one of the professors I was sort of studying under while learning that material um, gave me the quote that you cannot improve what you cannot measure. And the idea behind that is if, if you do something and you think you've improved it, you think you've, you know, you've, you've moved the needle you have to know what the needle is. <laughs> because if, it, if you have done something, but you did not have a current state to measure before your future or ideal state had sort of uh, been implemented, you, you don't know if you improved it. You, you changed it, for sure, but you don't know if you actually improved it. So, so often we in digital want to understand the problem, you know, immediately go into our design and, and development partners and try to come up with a great solution and, and ship that and learn from it. And while those things are all good, 
one of the biggest pieces up front that we miss is what is the current state? What are our current numbers look like? What are our current users experiencing? What are the numbers we can look into to reveal the behavior? Um, there, there's so much data out there, but either people can't find the information within the data or they're just not taking the time in their design processes to consider the current state. Yeah, that, it, to your point, if you can't track it, it how do you know if it's improving anything? And I, I actually, I think it's, um, I, I went to a meetup one day, it's actually at Duke Energy, and Jose Perez talked about that. He talked about if you can't track it, you can't measure it, you don't know if it's improved, but also if you can't implement it. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things we were talking about earlier. If, if you can't implement it, if it's an idea, you're too late, or you can't track it once it's implemented, what's the value of the product, right? So, I mean, that's, that's some amazing advice, right? Um, also, I'll say it helps with buy-in. Okay. Is these businesses are spending um, millions of dollars in, in most cases on these development teams when you're talking about you know you have uh, your typical seven and nine developers you surround them with great designers product folks business folks marketing folks all of a sudden you put a lot of money into this process and your business is always watching what am I getting out of all that money that I'm spending on that um, and digital is very new. So like we're, we talk about digital transformation and like it's all exciting, but at the end of the day, it's buzzwords until you've proven value. And you, you have a great way to do that is with real measurements. Well, you have to sell it internally, right? Kind yes. of the point. I mean, a product's only as good as you can sell it. You yes. can't sell it internally. The odds of it being sold externally is probably a, even even slimmer, right? Yes. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Um, I'll tell you, product management, I mean, like I said, I know QCAP was product focused. We have Product Tank in town that I, I know meet, I believe, on a quarterly basis as well. And, and one thing that people keep coming to me about is, Jose, I love, products are cool. I go to all these meetups and mm -hmm. I, I'm you know, excited to build something brand new and I want to get into the field. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give someone brand new, either out of college or even... I mean, someone who maybe has been, you know, project manager for a long time or just in different sure. environments, what advice would you give them on how to get in to products and product management? Sure. So I'd say I would go about it probably two ways. Um, in my own career, I experienced this in a small business. I was fortunate enough to be able to, to work in a small business and in a small business, you're close to the customer because there's no one else. <laughs> you, you have to wear a lot of hats. You have to balance priorities. You have to make decisions on what's going to impact the customer. And everyone has to feel some level of ownership in that. Um, and if you can't get that in your work environment, you may be you know, very far removed from a customer, working for a large enterprise, so to speak. Maybe do something on the side or go pitch in in some sort of volunteering aspect. Um, Aparo is a fantastic organization here in Charlotte that um, is all about enabling IT professionals going into nonprofits and helping them. Those nonprofits might not be able to afford IT professional services, but if you volunteer your time, that's gonna add a lot more value than the local soup kitchen. Um, so there's plenty of ways that you can get out there and experience that like small business, big impact sort of mentality. And that's product management is there's a million decisions that we're making every day, small ones, big ones, and they all are gonna impact the customer. The sooner you get to feel the consequences of your decisions, the sooner you start to learn and you understand how to have that customer perspective and, and go into work every day and think about how your work contributes to that end customer. So that's one thing. Um, and the second thing is empathy. 
it is uh, it, regardless if you're you know digging ditches or building digital products you're going to be on a team and there's always going to be somebody next to you so in product management oftentimes you have developers you have designers um, you have business folks marketing folks you have operations folks you have a a business that's around you and you're just one piece in that puzzle and in a, in a healthy organization that's empowered the product manager they're all looking to you for direction so for you to be able to go in and give that effectively and be respected for it, you have to demonstrate empathy. You have to speak their language. You have to say, you know what? I, I totally understand designer XYZ. I, I totally understand that you wanna build this incredibly uh, functional, most beautiful, like best user experience in the world. But at the same time, we need to ship this in two weeks. Or four weeks like whatever your increment is you have to be able to speak their language but show their priority or show the, the bigger picture of that customer perspective um, no one wants to be told how to do their job and they definitely don't want to be mandated the requirements like it's a it's a team effort you're never going to accomplish the greatness without enabling the team and bringing those together you, you do that through empathy, I think. So learning about their disciplines. I don't know if that's you know going to a coding boot camp or if that's uh, you know taking a workshop on design thinking. But there's so much information out there that we have at our fingertips. So doing your best job to educate yourself in those disciplines will help you work better with those folks. And I mean, you think about empathy. I also think about the the, the customer. Right. I mean, if, if, if you're not doing the same thing with whatever you're delivering mm -hmm. and trying to understand the person you're creating this product for, I mean, I feel like that's what I'm when you're answering those things. I'm like, wow, that probably is the same thing that you probably have Absolutely. to feel for whatever you're building. You can build this super high tech device that no one knows how to use yes. and no one wants to use. And you're just going to tell them you need to use this. That's not going to work, right? So that makes perfect sense from an internal perspective. Mm -hmm. Hey, meet them where they're at. Yes. Right? And to your point, if you told me, just from personal experience, you told me, hey, this is how we're doing it, and I don't care what you say, I'm, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty simple. I mean, pretty, it's a very simple concept in my book. Um, I think that's that's amazing advice. I'm gonna I need to write that down in a post-it <laughs> note or tattoo it to myself. I don't know what it is. The, the uh, quote that comes to mind. Um, I actually heard this when Pazer came to speak at um, at Skookum's Tech Talk, and they were talking about the uh, platinum rule. Everyone's heard of the golden rule. You know, treat people like you want to be treated. The platinum rule, which comes out of Southwest Airlines, actually is treat people like they want to be treated. And I feel like that really sort of unlocks something in my mind of, it really doesn't matter what Jake thinks. No one cares. What matters is that Jake thinks like that other person thinks and that I can speak their language. Wow. Yeah. I've never thought of it that way. I think what the, I have a lot of opinions though. That's, that, might be, <laughs> that, 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 that could be a little bit of a problem, but we'll figure that one out. But So you mentioned uh, Skookum. Yep. Obviously we talked about QCAP. We've mentioned a few others. Mm -hmm. for, for people that can meet up, right? So mm -hmm. th this podcast is really dedicated to those that, that can't make it to those events or obviously want just to learn more about Charlotte IT. But for people that can meet up, mm -hmm. any recommendations on meetup groups that people should go to or anything like that? Sure. So some of the best meetup groups, I know we, we've rattled off a couple that are like obviously professionally organized. They have a lot of structure around them. 
my the the people that I kind of differentiate as doers. There's a lot of talkers out there. If you want to really go find doers and learn from doers, initiative is that's you going out and trying to meet folks. That's you maybe at those meetups trying to find other people like-minded or, or you know, they're, they know something you don't. You're trying to learn from them. Go into it with humility. But form your own groups. Form your own happy hours. Form your own social groups that, that are surrounding, uh, surrounded by people that are in this space because Charlotte is full of digital professionals. They're full of product managers and we all want to learn and, and be better. That's, I think, what makes a good product manager. Um, and so they're, they're out there, but seek them out. Like I'm constantly meeting with folks either, you know, after work at happy hours or for lunch, for coffee, just grabbing them. And it allows you to have a kind of a, a moment to take a step back, get out of your world, get out of your head and just level set with folks. Understand that it's some of the most simple, um, most peaceful moments is like the, okay, I'm not crazy, they're crazy moments. <laughs> Everyone probably has with like your family. <laughs> but like going and talking to other folks that are building products and they're going through the very same things you are is we're all going to be better if we can go through some of these challenges and struggles together and learn from, learn from that. Yeah, I mean, that's so, so you're, you're saying you just build your own, find your own people, mm-hmm. whatever it is, find like minded people mm-hmm. and, seek and, them and, out. and seek them out yeah. and learn from them. That's great. Uh, I was expecting you to rattle off a whole bunch of other stuff, but that's that's great. That's some good stuff. That's, it's, it's how I do it. I'm we're all personally biased. <laughs> 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 that's how I do it. <laughs> Jake, man, this this has been awesome. Uh, one thing I, I always want to you know make sure that that I let the people know is if people if they want to get a hold of you, they mm-hmm. want to join your team. Sure. I mean, Colin seems like really cool stuff. That's not in the banking industry yes. in Charlotte. Uh, what should they do? How do they get a hold of you? What do you recommend? Absolutely. So um, again, going back to that networking aspect is blow up my LinkedIn. And I know that puts a big target on it, but honestly, that's fine because we get a lot of candidates that are going through the more traditional routes of uh, you know getting trying to get hired and posting on these job boards and whether it be through some sort of applicant tracking system that didn't pick up the right buzzword or whatever that case is, the best way is always going to be through folks you know. Um, and I'd love to meet you. I'd love to you know learn learn from you and and maybe some of the stuff we're doing at Collins Aerospace will excite you. It certainly excites me. Um, so yeah, available on LinkedIn. Um, reach out and let's grab a coffee. And one thing I'll make sure to do is when we post this, um, I will have his LinkedIn uh, the URL listed on there. So reach out to him. He says you're allowed to bug him. So bug <laughs> him. Um, based on just me and Jake's relationship, he responds quickly. So if he doesn't, just keep messaging him. He Please will get do. back to you. Uh, well, Jake, man, this has been awesome. I really appreciate your time. Uh, I, I look forward to... to uh, to keep doing this and keep look seeing you. I mean, I feel like I see you at a bunch of different meetup groups. Yeah. So, yeah, um, well, I'll be around and I'll be listening to the other other folks that come on this podcast. So I'm excited. This is going to be really good for Charlotte. Well, everybody, uh, you will tune in to uh, Jake. Uh, find him on LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn as well. Uh, Jose Mata Jr. You can go on the website, campmeetup.com, Instagram, Twitter. We're everywhere. Um, go on there, follow us, and uh, I'll see you soon. See you, Charlotte.